Hello and welcome to the Empire of the Cup podcast. Here with me today, we've got Peter Kenny-Jones and Steve Carson, and I'll be your host, Farrell Keeling. And we've got quite the set of topics for you all today. First and foremost, of course, we will be discussing Sadio Mane's exit from Liverpool Football Club for a guaranteed £27.5 million. Pounds. Not a bad thing, though, you know, as I'm sure many a Liverpool fan would agree, hardly anywhere near enough uh, for a player of his quality, despite uh, the fact that his contract was due to expire next summer. Um, I mean, Steve, I'm, <laughs> there's so many areas we could start off with this. I, I You know, I'd love to go into everyone's sort of favourite moment and goal uh, from, from Sadio. But I thought, you know, perhaps it might be best to start with what, what did Sadio Mane mean to you over the course of his Liverpool career? Yeah, well, Sadio Mane, I mean, I'm not the first person to say it, but he was the catalyst of, of this Jurgen Klopp team. He was he was the first sort of, you know, big signing that Klopp made. And, you know, we slotted into that team. There was questions over him. You know, people were thinking, we've got this, you know, rapid fella from, from Southampton. You, you know, he's he's an impressive player, but is he at the level that we're, we're trying to achieve? And, you know, he, 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 he blew those sorts of suggestions out of the water uh, immediately. Um, he came into the squad, established himself as one of the best players in the league, and then over the course of his time at Liverpool, he established himself as one of the best players in the world. Um, Sadio Mane is is emblematic of, of Jurgen Klopp's era at Liverpool. Um, hopefully, you know there's there's more good years to come in the Jurgen Klopp. I certainly expect that there will be, but you know Sadio is. You know, he's the face of, of that area. You know, Mo Salah gets talked up a lot, and rightfully so. But Sadio was 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 the catalyst of it all. You know, he's a world class footballer. He won everything at Liverpool, um, and you know, he's he's gone for a new challenge in Germany. And you know, fair enough to him. You know, we've got a bit of money that we can reinvest back into the squad. Maybe that's already been accounted for with Darwin Nunes or or Luis Diaz in terms of um, money in, money out, but. You know, Sadio, unbelievable footballer, uh, legend of the club, uh, no doubt about that whatsoever. He'll go down and, you know, all-time great of the club. You're talking about that left side wing. If you're putting together your all-time Liverpool eleven, the conversation really is, is it Barnes or Mane? And, you know, ask me again in a couple of years when I'm not as um, emotionally invested in Sadio Mane and maybe it'll be a bit of a harder discussion. But for me, Sadio Mane, unbelievable player. Um, and yeah, we're going to miss him greatly. But you know, thirty years of age. If there's a time you've got to sell a player, um, it probably is when they're sort of expectantly to you know decline slightly, especially when it comes down to pace being such a, a major part of his game. But you know, unbelievable footballer. He'll do well at Bayern. And yeah, as I say, Liverpool legend inside and out. I mean, the age is sort of. One of the many sort of interesting sort of facets of it, you know, uh, if, if he'd been sort of 26 or 27, you could argue, well, you know, you're absolutely lo- losing a player, you know, for his for his peak years. But of course, then, you know, the flip side of the coin with, with the benefits of modern conditioning and sports science. Similarly to Mo Salah, you're looking at a player that can potentially extend the best years of his career well into his 30s. Um, you know, Bayern will be absolutely getting a superstar in the Bundesliga, who could be lighting up that league for the next three, maybe four, four years. I mean, it's a slightly uh, emphasis on that word, slightly uh, less intensive league than, than in the English top flight, uh, which may work well to, to Bayern's benefits and, and Sandy Mane's uh, benefit ultimately. I mean, Pete, uh, Steve talked about sort of the emotional aspect of this, and, and it is, 
absolutely an, an emotional sort of exit. We're talking um, about a player that was so integral to the early years of Jurgen Klopp, you know, very much leading the revolution at Liverpool Football Club. Uh, what, how, how do you feel about this? And what, you know, when you watch back that interview, what, what was sort of running through your head? Yeah, well, it's, it's very sad, you know, isn't it, at the moment? Hey, um, I'm not sure whether it's my hay fever or just watching it yesterday when I was tearing up a bit when you just see him there and you just just wish he got that ovation that he, he deserved from, you know, from the whole ground. It's at the end of the I know he got a clap and I know we thought, you know, we might go, we might not, you don't know, but, you know, even at Paris when he's waving to people and on the bus, we weren't sure. We thought he was probably going, but, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, he deserves the best send-off because he, he is a legend. I think, you know, he might be someone that is, you know, in a few years' time, I reckon he might be overlooked slightly. I reckon it's going to be our job, the people who watch them, to say, you know, tell the kids of the future, no, he, he was absolutely unbelievable. You know, I spent 10 minutes watching the video of every goal he scored and it was that little bit of pace getting him behind, so calm in front of goal. He scored a few worldies with his left foot outside the box as well, which I don't think he got credit for. And, yeah, it's just, yeah, what a player. And obviously, Bobby Firmino was already there, but and as Steve said, he was the first proper Klopp signing to get that front three going. And him, Bobby and, and Mo, you know, they'll be remembered forever. Like, you know, it was always strike partnerships and you'd have two players who worked well for, what, two, three years. But these, five, literally five years to the day that they were playing together and they were just, no, I don't think they'll ever be topped. You know, hopefully we, we might see it with... Darwin, Nunes, Diaz, Salah, and probably whoever comes in after Salah. But it's going to be interesting to watch how we cope with it. But yeah, he just said the old man, he deserves, deserves everything he gets. He, he's an unbelievable player. And yeah, as you say, if he was 26, we might be a bit more, you know, maybe a bit more ill feeling around the move because we, we don't want to see one of our best players go. But this is the last chance we had to make money on him. And if he wanted to go and have a new challenge, he deserved to make that call. He won every trophy he could. He won his fair amount of individual ones, and yeah, it's just it's sad, but that that's football, and that's that's what's going to happen. And you know, the next few years, I think it's going to be every year or every other year we're going to lose someone that we all love. But that just shows that this team's been fantastic, and they've all been so loyal, and yeah, they all deserve to do what they want to do. And yeah, just I think everyone would like to say thank you for Sadio, and yeah, that's about it, really, isn't it? No, he can leave with his head held high, you know, given what he's achieved over the, the last sort of six years at Anfield, you know, winning everything there is to win um, at Liverpool, including bringing back the title uh, to Merseyside. You know, a huge, huge achievement for the team and for the player. Um, scored 128 goals, grabbed 38 assists in 269 appearances, which puts him at roughly a goal or assist every 1.62 Games, pretty phenomenal record for a phenomenal player. Um, before we move on, I think you know it's, it's worth talking about our favourite goals uh, from Sadio Mane in a Liverpool uh, shirt. Uh, Steve, I'm, I'm going to start you off here. Yeah, there's, there's one that stands out, and it, it's you know Sadio said it was his favourite um, in his uh, reveal at Bayern. You know he was talking about the goal he scored against Bayern, where he completely dumbfounded Neuer. Uh, that's unbelievable. But my favourite, I don't really think it's not. You know, it's more of a moment than, than a goal. I would say, and, and it would be um, just his demolition of, of Porto. There was a particular one I think four years ago uh, when we wore the bright orange kit and, and Mane scored a hat trick, and it was just one of his efforts was just thundered into the back of the net, and it was just quintessential Sadio Mane uh, in, in just this rampant Liverpool team, and you know. 
on his day in that front three, Sadio Mane absolutely untouchable. And you know, Sadio Mane in the Champions League, you know, you take you take one look, you see that little blonde bit of dye, you see the the white strap on on his uh, on his arm, and you, you see his bright orange boots, and you, you know, it's game over from kickoff. It's you just that that's how I sort of remember Sadio Mane a little bit, that blistering player. Um, certainly, you know, we enjoyed that in his first few years at the club more than. Uh, the latter years where he got a bit more technical on the ball, but um, unbelievable football, of course. But yeah, I'd, I'd have to say his his actually against Porto, I think uh, four years ago, I think it was twenty eighteen, in the Champions League, just unbelievable. And just as I say, that that is just symbolic of of Sadio Mane's performances for Liverpool. I would say. How do you feel about um, his favorite your favorite goal of Sadio Mane's peak? Yeah, well, I was lucky enough to be in Porto for that, for that game Steve was talking about, and that was that was boss that match, and I remember him smacking it in, and there was that yeah, the, the whole front three. Then that was probably when they were at the pomp on it on the on the way to Kiev, and then yeah, I put I chose the shirt behind me there for all our you know the video viewers who obviously love the shirt that I change behind me every week, and that's a highlight for everyone. Yeah, that was obviously by Munich away, and that, that was a really good goal. And but I think just from when I did watch them all back. One that probably meant a lot and was a great finish was, um, and it was when we played City at Anfield um, when they had the hundred percent record and it was four three. It was a nervy end, but I think even right, I think it was Salah scored that long distance one, and Mane scored after with his his left foot. We just packed like absolutely smashed into the back of the net to the only road end, and yeah, that was just unbelievable. The ground went mad, and then that you know obviously he was playing in City and in the league, and you just see that team was building. That was still like. We all said after Kiev, this is just the start, and that feels like years ago now. I'm saying it's four, it feels like so long ago. But yeah, I think that just shows what he was like, you know, that, that just to take that chance, didn't think twice, and you know, that's his weak foot apparently, edge of the box, top corner. Just wow, and that, that front three had everything in it, and you know, it's just, yeah, it feels weird to talk about them in the past tense now, but yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, what a, what a player, and I think that's probably my favourite. No, it, it, it's very bizarre. I, I mean, I, I was tempted at first to go down um, the route of his debut goal um, against Arsenal. I mean, just purely <laughs> the run down the right flank and then puts it past Petr Cech and goes over to Klopp and mounts his back. You know, such an incredible sort of starting moment. I mean, but you've both mentioned um, the goal against Bayern Munich and having watched that back, I've decided to pick that as, as my personal sort of favourite goal uh, from Sadio Mane. I mean, I mean it just, I've, I've never, <laughs> you're talking about coming up against a world-class keeper like Manuel Neuer and just absolutely took the piss out of him. Um, <laughs> little turn and dink. So, yeah, an absolutely fabulous moment uh, from Sadio Mane and one of many that we'll all remember fondly from his time at Liverpool Football Club. And we certainly wish him all the best in the next chapter of his career at Bayern Munich, where we're sure he will absolutely excel under Julian Nagelsmann. Um, but to- talking of transfers before we get to that sort of point it's 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 worth talking about another who would say a Liverpool legend a modern Liverpool legend in his own right whose future remains quite uncertain and that is of course Mohamed Salah uh, his contract as many know many know it's set to expire in the summer of 2023 um initial rounds of talks didn't go quite well the two parties were understood to have some key differences um which is 
what's halting the progress of, of a compromise. But there remains hope, Steve. There remains hope of a new contract. Um, David Lynch specifically reported on Asher a couple of days ago, uh, said, and I quote, while it is understood that negotiations over the Egyptian deal are now likely to bleed into the start of the next season, there is no cap created by Virgil van Dijk's current status as the club's top earner and hope of a compromise persists. Um, but, of course, no matter what the outcome of those talks are, Liverpool are unlikely to veer from the disciplined approach to wages that has brought about so much rewards uh, in recent years. I mean, a bit, bit, bit of a sort of mixed sort of message there, but I'd argue more leaning towards hope rather than outright ruling, you know, ruling out the possibility of Mo Salah extending his Liverpool stay. Um, where, where do you sit on the matter? Because obviously we're getting to the point where these negotiations are going to bleed into the new season. As we've seen historically, that generally means the player is going to leave the next summer. Yeah, I think, I think the main thing is that it needs to be sorted before January. Uh, that that that's got to be the, the priority. I mean, you know, we don't know the ins and outs of what the demands are, and you know, contract uh, length and sort of bonuses, and you know, all the money and all that. You know, that, they're things really fans aren't really all that concerned with. You know, I'm sure that if if you said to you know most Liverpool fans right now, uh, Mo Salah becomes the new top earner at the club, and he stays until he's. 34, 35, we'd all go, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we don't really care that Virgil van Dijk's the highest earner. I don't think van Dijk cares that he's the highest earner either. Um, you know, it, it's positive to know that there is no um, hard cap on that uh, wage structure that we've got. And, you know, there is room to sort of, you know, bump it up slightly because, I mean, Virgil van Dijk coming in, you know, the contract that he was given, um, that obviously changed the way structure slightly a little bit at the club as well. And, you know, at the end of the day, the club's got to move with the times. Players deserve to earn what they maybe could get elsewhere. Obviously, there's the argument that, you know, oh, if you just want to play for money, then go on. But if Salah wants to remain at the club and his performances suggest that he should be earning X amount, then give him that amount of money. You know, in the past, we've had players leave like Van Alden, who, you know, slightly differently, he was more interested in contract length, which, you know, comes down to sort of like loyalty in, in terms of um, keeping a player beyond the years that they may not be playing at a certain level anymore. But I don't think that's going to be a concern with Mo Salah. Like you said before about Sadio Mane, um, Salah's conditioned in such a way that he's going to be playing well into his 30s like what we're seeing with Lionel Messi Cristiano Ronaldo he's that level of elite footballer uh, Sadio Mane obviously is in that bracket as well but you know it's pretty clear that he wanted a new challenge and he's moved on if Salah wants to remain at the club we have to do everything the club has to do everything that they can to convince him to stay um, beyond literally just wanting to stay at the club so if that means he has to earn a certain amount of money if that means the wage structure has to differ a little bit uh, just to accommodate that kind of thing we're talking about you know a generational player here we're not talking about you know run-of-the-mill player you know but at the same time we're not one of those clubs that dishes out these massive contracts uh, like Manchester City and Chelsea uh, that have done that in the past Paris Saint-Germain Real Madrid more examples um, we have been a bit more thrifty, I would say, a bit more shrewd in some of our deals. If you look at the likes of, you know, James Milner, Joel Matip. Um, so it, it's all a bit pie in the sky, to be honest with you. But as far as I'm concerned, the club should be doing everything they can to convince Mohamed Salah to stay at the club. Um, as long as he doesn't, doesn't express that he wants to move on, like Sadio Mane has, keep him at the club for as long as possible. Because 
you know, his ability is not going to wane. Uh, even a slight drop off uh, from where he is at now over the next few years, he still will be the best winger, the best forward in the Premier League. I mean, you've mentioned the wage structure there. We've seen from like a recent report um, that despite popular opinion, Liverpool are willing to spend a lot of money to get their targets, uh, provided that a potential signing fits within the prevailing wage structure. I mean, we've seen with Jade and Sancho, the club were, FSG were perfectly happy to sanction a £73 million move for the former Borussia Dortmund man, uh, but he wanted £270,000 a week. Liverpool were prepared to offer him half of that. And then he ended up going to Manchester United, uh, which you'd argue didn't quite turn out well for him. But then, you know, perhaps new, new man, Eric Ten Hag can get uh, a lot more uh, from the England international. Um, but... It, I mean, I mean, Pete, we, we, we've seen so many arguments around this. We, we've seen uh, fans very much polarised on the issue, you know, the usual pro-FSG, FSG out nonsense when it comes to how much we're willing to, to pay for, for wages. Obviously, we are talking about a man that was um, up until the second half of the season seriously discussed um, as a Ballon d'Or contender. I mean, I'd argue on the, the balance of the whole season, he still should be very much in that debate alongs- alongside Karim Benzema, Sadio Mane. Um, but for you, do you reckon that he, he's pretty much out of the door? Um, yeah, that's who really I think. <laughs> um, sorry, yeah, just go and carry on. Because yeah, I, I don't like to um, disagree with any of you, but I do disagree slightly with what Steve said, just in that I don't think we should, you know, just give him the, the blank check. I know Steve wasn't saying I like, give him 600 grand a week, but, you know, I think Van Dyke probably is the best player at the club. And I, I don't know if the figures to hand, I don't know if you've got it, if it's 200, 220, whatever Van Dyke's on, but I. I'd say you you couldn't pay more than two fifty for Mo Salah if you've got Van Dijk on that money, and you know he he is thirty and it's the same thing we've all just said about Sadio Mane. You know we, we could get twenty thirty mil for Salah now. We could play him for the year. He could become Golden Boot winner. But I just think you know at the end of next season he's going to be thirty one, and I just don't think he'll be worth the money that he, he wants to play for. I I do agree that he'll play till he's thirty six, thirty seven. I do agree he'll if if he leaves Liverpool next year. He'll be fantastic and score loads of goals, but at, um, our club is really good at the moment because of what we believe in and what we think's right. And you know, we are we're not City and we're not Chelsea, and we don't have the you know the countries or whatever bankrolling us. We we have a, a set idea of how much we pay, and you know, we're getting to that weird stage now where maybe it's we've gone we've done too well in that we've got players at the club who deserve to be paid. Know as much money as anyone else in the world, but but the club isn't willing to pay it because it goes against what's got us to this position. So it is a bit of a, a tough one. And you know, if you look at what we're getting Luis Diaz on on his wages and and whatever future players we get in, I don't know what Carvalho is going to be on. I know Harvey Elliott's hardly on anything. And these people will get drip fed more and more throughout their career. But you know, if if we start giving massive contracts out now, you know, Trent's twenty three. He's been here for all of it. When it comes to his new contract, he, he should be within his rights to say, I want to earn as much as anyone else is here. And then he's there for the next 10 years. You know, don't, that money, you just I just think he's going to start getting more and more out of hand. And I would, you know, I think that's what the club are doing. Salah wants reportedly 400, 300, whatever it is. That is stupidly more than anyone else is getting paid. And I love Mo Salah and I want him to stay. But I just think, you know, if Jürgen Klopp thinks it's too much or whoever it is who makes the decision, that model has worked so well. So I think it's worth trusting it. And, you know, we've, we've all just said by to Mane, it's going to be really sad. 
if even when Salah ever goes, it'll be really sad. But I just think you know we we do have to look to the future a little bit, and, and Klopp's building that next team now, and you know he wants Salah to be part of it, but you can't jeopardise the future of Liverpool Football Club for for the sake of giving him the money he deserves. Which I know it sounds mad, I don't really know what side I'm on, but I just don't think it's worth the astronomic figures he wants. But it, I'd say two fifty should be your max. I mean, I mean, I'm not sure. Um... A lot of people sort of commenting on the issue know what side they are they are on because I mean it's it's it is such a confusing situation because obviously Mo Salah has directly come out and said I'm, I'm not asking for anything crazy and it's not all about money yet we keep returning inevitably to the subject of money and, and what Liverpool are proposing and what he wants um, which obviously isn't helped by um, how his agent has been handling the issue in particular his poor response to Jurgen Klopp's comments on the matter uh, midway through the season. Uh, But that's another matter entirely. I I mean, as we get closer to the sort of the end, end to the start of Beggy Pardon, to the start of the season, it does raise complications about, you know, whether, whether this is going to get sort of signed or not. And obviously we'll be keeping our fingers crossed that uh, a compromise can be reached because, you know, he has a superb relationship with the fan base. And despite reports to the contrary, I, I find it hard to believe that he would accept a move to a Premier League rival and, and risk damaging all that. I mean, a move elsewhere entirely to the Liga, perhaps, but uh, um, a switch to one of the likes of Chelsea, Manchester City, or God forbid, you know, United or that, I, I just can't really see happening. Personally, um, speaking of other transfer links, uh, Liverpool have been reported linked uh, with the likes of Nicolo Barea, Marco Asensio, Ibrahim Sangare, and more recently, Raheem Sterling. And we will get to that shortly. But for now, we have, as ever, the much-loved Pete Quiz. Yeah, we're back. Hand it over, Farrell, I'm in charge. Um, <laughs> so it's just throw me pen. Right, so it is a quiz, uh, as you all know. Um, I'm sure everyone loves this now. It's the highlight of every podcast. Um, as this is the summer of, although Darwin Nunes, Fabio, Fabio Carvalho, Calvin Ramsey, I want to make it the summer of goodbyes because I think Sadio Mane and Divock Origi leaving is massive news and always will be. So because Sadio Mane has only just left and I didn't want to jump the gun, I got one prepared for Divock Origi. So it's just a straight-up quiz. It's more of a pub quiz style. I'm going to read out 15 questions. You're going to write your answers down. I'm going to trust that you're not going to cheat or change. And I'll go through the answers at the end. So you've got to just write down 1 to 15, and we'll go through them all. But it's basically the Divock Origi quiz. Some questions are hard, some questions are easy, and some you'll never get. But, you know, we're all here for a laugh, aren't we? And I just want to dedicate this to our, to our, um, our Belgian friend who is... Off to new new challenges, although his move to AC still hasn't been confirmed. And um, yeah, hope you can all play along at home. Right down to one to fifteen. And um, yeah, you ready for me to start? Yeah, I can't hear you. Go on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You look enthusiastic. <laughs> there, yeah. You don't have to assume everyone's being enthusiastic <laughs> at home. <laughs> uh, right. So, question number one: Divakarigi was born in which city in Belgium? It's hard because no, no one's done any Divacarigi revision. But, you know, if you know, you know. How well do you love Divacarigi? Question number two. In what year did he initially sign for Liverpool FC? Play on the Yeah, Question number three. Who has scored more goals against Everton for Liverpool? 
Stephen Gerrard or Divock Origi? It's <laughs> an evil question, that is. Yeah. Picky side. Hmm. Okay. Right, yeah. question number four. Divock Origi scored one hat-trick for Liverpool in 2015. Who was it against? Uh, I think I remember that one. And this won't help anyone except my dad, but I was there. Uh, question number that's six five five. Question yeah. five. has had two loan spells away from Liverpool. Who were they with? You need two for one point. It was um. Oh, I know one of them. There's two. Oh, that's gonna annoy me. Oh. <laughs> I'll go through them all oh, again quickly. So again, so don't worry. Uh, question number six. Divokarigi has scored three goals for Belgium. One was in a World Cup, one was in a European qualification game, and another in a friendly. And all of them were scored in the same year. But which year was it? So really, he scored in the World Cup, Euro qualifier, and a friendly, all in the same calendar year. What year was it? That was a busy year, wasn't it? Yeah. Three separate games. Basically, it's a World Cup year. That's the question. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think I've got that. Yeah. Question number seven. How many trophies did Divock Origi win with Liverpool? Have you got the champions wall up there, Steve? Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't. Up, <laughs> <laughs> um, question number eight. Divock Origi has scored four Champions League goals for Liverpool. Two of them were against Barcelona, one in the final against Tottenham, and one more goal, but who was it against? This, 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 this is either going to be brilliant or I'm going to get everything on. <laughs> <laughs> There's no middle ground. Answers are coming to you, but you're not sure which way from. Love it. Okay, question number nine. There is 15. If you're getting this one, you've Googled. Uh, what is Divock Origi's middle name? Oh. Oh. I've seen Peter Cloud's Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess that it's that, but the spelling's definitely wrong. <laughs> oh, I'll, if it sounds right, I'll let you have it. Thank you. Right, question number 10. Who was the first club that Divock Origi represented at youth level from the age of 9 to 15? <laughs> I'm going to have to guess that. He's Belgian. Yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he was born in a certain place. Right, <laughs> uh, question number 11. Which Premier League club... Uh, if I say that again. Which Premier League club did Divock Origi turn down when he was 15 years old. For that to be current, a story. Current Premier League club. For that, then again. Mm. All right. I'll have to just guess because I've never heard of that before. <laughs> Question number 12. It's a one. Divock Origi made his debut for Liverpool against the same team that he also played his 150th game against. But who were they? <laughs> 
This is awful. <laughs> oh, I remember his debut. Oh, if you really liked his 150th game, you probably yeah. hear mark that one. That's, that's a huge pub quiz one, that way, haven't I? <laughs> um, oh. Think you got your wall this is a total, total guess. This is, this is going to be awful. Complete guess. I, I'm, I'm, dra- I'm dreading <laughs> writing the, uh, the updated leaderboards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't zero on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we never know. Uh, question 13. Unlucky for some, and it was unlucky for Divock, because in April 2016, Divock sustained ankle lin- ligament damage after a tackle by which Everton player? I know that one. So in 2016, oh, he got ankle ligament damage after a tackle from which Everton player? I know that one because I wrote a very angry article about it. <laughs> I remember that one very well. You can find it on Empire of the Cup. Uh, <laughs> you can't be plugging that in. Oh, sorry, you can't. Do you know what? I can remember, <laughs> I can remember him kiss proper, like kissing the badge after it, but I can't. Yep. The name just isn't coming to me. Well, unfortunately, awful, awful it isn't my part of his kit to be kissed. It's what his name is. No, was. no, sadly. Otherwise, <laughs> I'd have absolutely smashed that. <laughs> Question uh, number 14, yeah. your penultimate one. Who was the last team that Divock scored against for Liverpool? Wow. I think it was the... Uh, number 15, we're going out on a high. What animal was named Origi in 2014 after Divock's winning goal against Russia for Belgium? Animal? <laughs> oh, fuck. I about this. <laughs> uh, which animal was named Origi in 2014 after Divock's winning goal against Russia for Belgium? That's just guess. I would say it's wise to guess. That one. <laughs> Christ. Um, loving football. We'll have it. Jo- do you want me to say them all again quickly? Any you missed, or do you want to just go through the answers? I've got answers to all of them, so I'm, <laughs> I'm all right. Have you got two answers for question five? I do. I think they're right. Okay, well, I'm going to trust you to mark your own this time. Right, so. so there's a lot of trust in the room. But I will go through the lessons. Well, I'll let you say your answer anyway, so we'll find out. But I'm not keeping tabs of you. You've got to, you can keep tabs. So, yeah. We'll go through the answers. So, question number one was which city was Origi born in? Can we have a guess? Antwerp? No. Was it, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it. Ostend? Yes. Ostend. I'm sure you should know. Hey. You I don't know. Half. Only half. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I should have done that one. Sorry, Steve. You've been out there. You've got a Belgian against you. Um, <laughs> question two: In which year did he initially sign for Liverpool? Yes. He's your neighbour's squad. Is it? Was it? No. Oh. I've written down. Twenty fifteen. That's what I've got. Twenty fourteen. Oh, unlucky. It's because he yeah. signed for the Lille, didn't he? So he probably didn't come to the next one. That's when we initially signed. Question number three, who scored more goals against Everton for Liverpool? Have you put? It's got to be Stevie. I put Gerald, oh, yeah. Stevie G, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just trying to trip you up. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Question Close four, he scores one hat-trick for Liverpool in 2015. Who was it against? Villa? No. No. Farrell? Was it Southampton? 
Southampton away in the League Cup. Oh, got, got three past Big Verge while he was in defence, and I think um, Mane was on theirs as well, wasn't he? Yeah, would have been. Was he? Yeah, I don't know. Who anyway, uh, question number five: He had two loan spells away from Liverpool. Who were they? Wolfsburg and Lille. Ding ding. You need both uh, for yes. the point. Well done. On, Question number six. Divock Origi scored three goals for Belgium. World Cup, Euro qualifying a friendly. But which year was it? 2014. I've got 16. 2014 was the answer. Uh, Farrell's flying. This is not looking good. <laughs> Question number seven. How many trophies did he win for Liverpool? Six. Yeah, six. Six is correct. He won the lot. Six. Question number eight. Um, Champions League goals, two against Barca, one in the final against Tottenham, and against who? Was his fourth? Up high in the sky. Hoffenheim. AC Milan this season, San Siro. Oh, he did, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Oops. It's awkward, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I had in the question this season, I thought uh, I'll try to make it a bit harder, so I'm glad I did. Uh, question, (laughs) Question number nine. Uh, middle name. Good luck. Yeah, I've I've written down like Okith or something like that. I can't remember. Farrell. Um, Musa. Uh, it's Ock off. So I think I'll give you that. You were close enough. You went far off. O K O T H. Divok Akoth Adigi. Yeah, I've got OK ITH. I'll take that. I'm happy with yeah, you that. You can have that. You can have that, yeah. Well, Rafa, that's it. I said to you, you got it. You Ocoth. cheated, though, so you must have cheated. He just changed the letter o- to make it less obvious. Ocotharigi doesn't quite have the same ring to it, though, does it? Well, yeah, thank God. No. Um, no. Question number 10 Who was the first club he represented at youth level from 9 to 15? Uh, I've got this wrong because I went with Antwerp yeah. and said, well, Antwerp. <laughs> I thought because oh, of what I, you said for your first answer, you might have done that. I went completely differently with like Genk, but I don't think that's Genk, right, is it? Genk is the right answer. Is it actually right? Oh, Christ. Correct. <laughs> he knows Belgium. I might just know. <laughs> oh, the tables are turned. Um, question number 11. Which Premier League club did Divock Origi turn down when he was 15 years old? You see, I, I was thinking for it to be a new story, it's probably one of our rivals, so I just guessed United. Farrell? Uh, I, went, I went with Arsenal. One of you is right. And the answer <laughs> is Manchester United. Hey, well, well done, Divock. Yeah, yeah. decision to make. Yeah. Um, question 12. Divock Origi made his debut against the same team that he played his 150th game against. But which team was it? Anyone? I went with West Brom, but I don't think it's right. Uh, I went with Newcastle. <laughs> uh, you just copy the last one, Man United again. No. Oof. Yeah. Trip you up. Copy what you wrote above. Uh, question 13. Who gave him ankle ligaments damage? Which Everton player? Fiona's Murray. Yeah, that's the one. Have you got a first name for me, Steve? Romeo? What's what his name? Ramiro Funes Mori, well done. Yeah. Just testing, yeah, well done. Um, it, do we get it for the surname? Are we good for the surname? What did you What did you put? 
I just put Funes Mori. That was oh, it. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. All right, sweet. I'll let you off that. I was just seeing if you knew. Yeah, that's fine. Question 14. Who was the last team that Origi scored against for Liverpool? Wolves? I've got Wolves down. Everton. Come on. God. That's the answer to every who did he score against question. Everton. Yeah, true. He off the bench, didn't he? He went up top. What a guy. Um, Cop ends against Everton. Where else would he score his last goal? Question 15. What animal was named Origi in 2014 after Divock's winning goal against Russia for Belgium? I really hope you've got this. I went with goat. <laughs> Just seems easy, doesn't it? Oh. I went with a hippo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing because it's just an animal. Uh, dolphin, of course it was. Oh, a dolphin. Right. Come on, of course the natural, the natural. Why would you not guess dolphin? <laughs> Although goat was a good one. Give me that one. Um, so yeah, top them up. Let me know who's won. It's a lot less pressure on me this week. Take away six. six out of fifteen. Hmm, that's barely a passing grade. That's not even a passing grade actually. <laughs> Um, Everyone passes Dim like a re studies. <laughs> I have got Go eight. On, Ooh, eight. Eight. Well done. That's Congratulations. The Belgian Liverpool supporters branch will be proud of you today. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very, very much for that, Pete. Uh, um, I'm so glad to not let down the Belgian community as well. Added to the bonus. It's, it's, it's lovely, that. Um, so, yeah, sadly, I mean, pretty emotional departures for Liverpool this year with, with Divock Origi and Sadio Mane uh, going. Um, but we're going to be talking right now about who else could be coming in. And we realise, of course, at Liverpool Football Club, the official line that they are peddling is that no more incomings will be happening this season. Plenty of outgoings, potentially, um, but no more incomings, um, which it seems a strange position to, to many a Liverpool fan for a multitude of reasons. Uh, First and foremost, of course, the need for a midfielder, which has apparently been made the priority for the next summer window. But Liverpool are very fluid in the market, very reactive. And you'd imagine if the right man is available at the right price, um, things could very quickly change. Um, And Steve, some of the names that we've been linked with are quite interesting. One I'm going to kick off with is one one we've quite talked quite a fair bit about in our chats, um, and that is, of course, Paulo Dybala, um, who is available on a free, if I'm understanding correctly, 28 years of age, which is the main stickler, but, you know, for free. You can't really do much worse, can you? Well, effectively, we've just uh, got James Milner on a free, if if you like. Um, so, I mean, you can't rule out uh, some of Dybala's quality. I mean, the news going around today in Italy is that... Um, Talks have sort of broken down with Inter. Uh, that seemed to be the likely destination for him. Uh, it now seems that may not be the case. Uh, Dybala's wage demands are proven to be a problem, according to some reports. Uh, Milan are also said to be interested, but apparently there's not much communication going on there. He's got an offer from Sevilla. Again, this is just reports in Italy. Um, but, you know... Liverpool, there's a, there's a potential link there. We've been linked with them in the past, and it really depends on what Liverpool wants and if they feel like they need to move for such a player in this window. I mean, we've we've talked about potentially, you know, the need to replace Mohamed Salah further down the line, and you, you never know, we might already have that player in the squad. We're just yet to realise it. 
But um, Dybala's age bracket really doesn't help with that. But then you've got to think about the fact that that he is available on on, on you know a free transfer. Uh, never free in a, in actual in actuality, but. Um, Quality player, don't get me wrong. You know, we, we could stick him on the right in Salah's position. He could challenge Salah, which is something that, he, you know, he's not really experienced too much at Liverpool. He's never really felt like there was a bit of a threat to his position where, you know, I think Diaz may have done that uh, to, to Sadio Mane before, obviously, his move to Bayern Munich. So it'd be nice to give Salah that sort of, you know, option. But, you know, Dybala is probably going to be looking for first team football it really just comes down to well one do Liverpool want him uh, which the jury's still out on that um, and you know it, would he be willing to sit on Liverpool's bench because that, that's where he'd be he could fill in in the middle you know he's a bit of a false nine as well so he'd suit that you know perfectly in Liverpool but you know starting for Sevilla might be a bit more appealing to him or, you know, talks with Inter could, you know, pick up again. It's, it's all, again, it's all just pie in the sky. And he is with transferred until you see a player stood with the actual shirt. But, you know, an exciting player, uh, certainly a possibility that you'd hope the club has looked at and gone, yeah, do we need him? And if the club decides they need to, which I don't, I'm not too sure they do at the minute, it might just be a case of passion ships. I'm not too sure, but there's probably not much in it. But for me, it's an exciting player, you know, Whoever gets him anyway is getting a fantastic player without needing to pay the premium of a transfer fee um, to, to Juventus. So, no, absolutely, absolutely. I, I mean, it'd be interesting, as you rightly pointed out. You know, free transfers. Most re- recently, James Milner, of course, stands out as a fantastic example of a free transfer that has worked out perfectly uh, for Liverpool Football Club. And if you're looking for a sort of another attacking option to add to the depth in the forward line, which you know you'd argue is probably the least of our sort of worries right now at this moment. Um, he, would, he wouldn't be a bad option. Um, another name that's sort of come up in connection with Liverpool is that of former Liverpool forward Raheem Sterling, uh, who, according to reports, was very keen on a move back to Liverpool. Uh, but, yeah, it's our understanding that uh, Manchester City aren't quite as keen on that particular prospect. Can you imagine Liverpool wouldn't be particularly keen either? Well... It, he knows the club is probably the thing you might be able to say about him. He was there for a while, wasn't he? You know, he although he never played under under Klopp, you know, it was someone who has some experience. And I think as much as Liverpool fans may have turned their back on you know, on him for his you know his interview where he you know he said he wasn't greedy and wasn't going for money, etc. I do think that he does have some respect for the club. But yeah, I think uh, you know, we we've said that they're probably not going to spend any money, so that's probably the main reason why we're not interested and his age. I just think for you know what we've had with Mane, Salah being a winger who cuts in, scores goals, I think probably although Sterling does get his fair share of goals, he doesn't he's not a finisher, is he? And I think that's what we'd want from out wide. You know, we we try and get the, the a lot of the goals come from the two wingers that we've got. So I think yeah, it just wouldn't work here and he's it he doesn't really play for the middle. Probably not the right man, is he? But you know, it it would be an interesting story to see, you know, if he did come back and you know, he always said he wanted to win the Champions League and as it happened at City and he might have more chance if he comes back to us. But yeah, I don't see that one happening. The only the only one I know about him is that he's the he was the first Liverpool player who was younger than me, he's a month younger than me. So uh, if he does come back that will be showing me age if he gets to, into his thirties and he's doing stuff. But I'll be um, I'm happy not to have him back if I, if that's the question you're asking. 
No, that, 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 that's fair enough. I'd imagine quite a few Liverpool fans will uh, share your view on that matter. Plenty of names continue to be linked with Liverpool Football Club and we'd expect that to continue to be the case throughout the remainder of the summer window, despite the club's official position on the matter. But as we mentioned before, the club is very fluid in the market. Things could change at any moment any moment, provided the right man becomes available at the right price and, importantly, for the right wages, uh, which will be, of course, the remaining stickler as far as Mo Salah's future is concerned. That's another deal we'll be hoping will be wrapped up before the league proper resumes. We have been Peter Kenny-Jones, Steve Carson, and I've been your host, Farrell Keeling. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, feel free to like, subscribe and leave comments. Do you think Liverpool are going to get any more transfers? It doesn't seem to be that way at the moment, but things can change. Uh, you can find us, of course, as well on our Substack at Empire the Cop Insider or EOTKA Insider. Um, we have been the Empire of the Cop, po- Cop Podcast. Take care.